Welcome to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul, where we share the stories at the heart of our CSP community. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul. I'm your host, Billy Schultz. Today, I am pleased to welcome the Reverend Dr. Mark Hushman to the podcast. Mark serves as CSP's Associate Vice President for Faith and Ministry. In this episode, we talk about how CSP lives out its Christ-centered Lutheran identity, honoring Christ and welcoming all students who choose us. We do this through a wide variety of ways inside and outside of the classroom, and Mark unpacks what that looks like for us at CSP. With that, I am pleased to welcome Mark Cushman. Thanks for being with me today, Mark. Thanks, Billy. I'm glad to be here. For our listeners who who don't know you, uh, your background, can you share a little bit about your life and educational ministry journey prior to coming to CSP? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I came to Concordia St. Paul in 2015, and I was very excited to become a theology professor and to really uh, live out my calling and my vocation of um, kind of combining my experience as an urban pastor, uh, doing a lot of urban ministry in St. Louis with uh, theology and teaching as a faculty member. And so prior to that, kind of what led me to that um, moment was um, growing up, I lived outside of Chicago um, and the suburbs, but I always really felt um, energized by being in a large kind of city, the larger Chicago metropolitan region. Um, and so that really kind of factored into my own experiences. I went to Lutheran grade school, um, and then I went to a large public high school, actually with you, Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both went to high school together, so that was pretty pretty fun and very influential in my life. Um, but really, high school is where I really felt the call uh, to be a pastor. Um, I w- ran cross-country. My nickname on the team was Rev. Um, everyone knew that I was likely going to go and be a pastor. Um, but, you know, there were experiences that happened when I was in high school. Um, it was large public high school, about 800 students just in our our class. Um, and, you know, I remember actually a couple of um, really tough situations that happened, a, a tragedy, a car accident where uh, a young w- woman was killed. Um, and then, you know, the team kind of gathered around and wanted someone to pray with them. And I was willing to do that. Um, and I just found a lot of other opportunities to uh, both share my faith and connect with others. But I really enjoyed the dialogue. And for me, that I think has been a theme that's continued from my high school years all the way through now college that I really like dialogue between faith and learning and how we experience life together. Um, so after um, my high school experience, I went to Valparaiso University for my undergraduate degree. And then I went to Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. I became a pastor. I was ordained um, and served at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North County, St. Louis. And while there, I felt I had a phenomenal um, theological background from the seminary. Um, but I was serving in a context that had maybe about a quarter of the congregation was African-American and the rest was white. Um, but we were serving in a community that was probably about the opposite, maybe about a quarter who were white and the rest were African-American. And I felt that I really didn't know very much about African-American culture or even really history. Um, I mean, knew some of the basics about the civil rights movement, but I didn't, I didn't really have a full sense of it. And I felt in order to do ministry there well, I needed to better understand Um, the context that I was in. And I also really felt a deep draw toward the city and to better understand how cities function. 
and especially even things like you know gentrification, this term that describes um, kind of the revitalization of some economic revitalization of some areas that have less uh, previously had less investment in them and now have more. But kind of a reality of this is then sometimes it just moves um, challenges around in a community and and people get displaced when you know there's a lot of movement of new people moving in and rent goes up. And so, you know, dynamics with um, gentrification were, I, I was something I was observing, but I, I wanted to actually study it. And so I want to always, I've always desired to just kind of get behind um, the dynamic. And I felt that I would serve, I would serve better as a pastor if I had a better understanding of that. So then I went to um, St. Louis University and got a PhD there in American studies, and my focus was on religion, race, and the city. I wanted to see the interplay between those three things. Um, my dissertation actually looked at um, Chicago, uh, the near west side, so um, not in the downtown area, kind of right outside the downtown on the west side, and I did some, some research there. And so I continued to do a lot of ministry in St. Louis, uh, did that research, and then the opportunity came to serve at, at Concordia St. Paul. And I was very excited to accept the position and then share a lot of my um, experiences and expertise and the research that I had done with students and with colleagues. Yeah, that's excellent. So obviously we know, uh, uh, trust in the Holy Spirit to guide you in, in accepting the call to CSP, but but as you think about that time and, and receiving that call, what appealed to you about the call to serve at CSP? Yeah, that's a great question. And and one that I um, struggled with, especially initially, because I always really enjoyed um, pastoral ministry. As I said, you know, from, from early on in high school and all the way through college and seminary, like I really just wanted to always be a pastor and to be able to convey um, the radical grace of God in Christ Jesus and his gospel message with, with all people and just to always be open to conversation. Um, so there was uh, some I remember was when I, when I first took the job up here, actually it was, it was um, the first Christmas was kind of tough. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't have any official responsibilities for Christmas. Cause you know, we're off and I mean, our family went to church for Christmas and that was kind of nice and refreshing. Um, but I felt like I was being benched by, you know, um, as a pastor, not having any real formal work to do on, you know, on Christmas of all days. Um, so, you know, I, I really did have to kind of uh, discern, you know, this movement from kind of ministry and kind of frontline work that I was doing in the urban context is very dynamic, very multicultural, very exciting, um, very much in the, the lives of real people um, to kind of a teaching role. Um, that being said, I always uh, enjoyed academics and scholarship. And certainly when you're in a PhD program, they encourage you to, to seek out, you know, faculty positions and to uh, kind of pursue research. Uh, so when the opportunity came um, for me to, to do that, I you know jumped right in and, and did it. Um, but over time, I've come to see that, you know, in, in many ways, I've only moved more into the, the thick of it, um, being at a university setting. Actually, I think a university and an urban ministry context are very similar. You're dealing with really a diverse group of people. Um, and whether it's at Concordia St. Paul or in urban ministry, you're doing a lot to um, translate or share in a way that connects with people, um, the Christian faith. Um, and so I was really attracted to Concordia St. Paul to, to do that um, in an urban context. Um, and so that had a big draw uh, for me. I had happened to also do my um, vicarage, which is an internship year for pastors at uh, Woodbury Lutheran Church. 
I'm here in Minnesota. So my wife and I had also lived in Minnesota for a year together. And um, then we went back to St. Louis and I finished my studies and served as a pastor there. Um, but, you know, coming to coming back to Minnesota felt a little bit like coming home. We had a lot of connections um, with people here. Uh, so things really just all fell into place in a really nice um, way. The congregation in St. Louis was really encouraging to me um, um, as, as we left and were just so helpful um, and kind of kind of nudging me in this direction and and then helping me see the value of, of teaching and being able to help equip church workers, but also really to um, be a bridge between uh, the university and the community around it. And then to help our students here, whether they're church work to kind of see the value of urban ministry, or if they're in different programs to see the value of the Christian faith. Yeah, that's excellent. And we're glad that you accepted that call to CSP and, um, Throughout your time at CSP, then uh, your role has changed and, and shifted a little bit. Um, would you like to talk more about uh, your your how you came in and then and then your current role, some of the things that you've initiated and worked on uh, in your time time on our faculty? Yeah, absolutely. So what I when I started, I mean, my main I had two main tasks. Uh, one was to teach on um, you know theology and really specifically to the city, um, and so I developed a course uh, called Faith and um, faith and justice in the city. I'll share more about that in a second. And the other thing that I was really tasked to lead was the Hoffman Mentoring Initiative. Um, so those of you, any of our listeners who've um, been apart from Cordia for, for several years or decades are aware of um, the Hoffman Institute. Um, and this actually was also a key part of me wanting to come to CSP. I had heard um, Dr. Oswald Hoffman preach. I think I was 10 years old. Um, and I remember it being a really big deal to hear um, he's a very um, prominent um, preacher in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, um, and just a real significant figure for decades and decades. And I was kind of excited by that vision and really felt that the, he really felt that the church should be, you know, always focused on outreach, always looking ahead and looking forward. Um, and so they created a mentoring um, initiative out of that Hoffman Institute. And there was a lot of freedom in that mentoring initiative to um, find ways to equip specifically students who are coming to Concordia St. Paul, who had a really deep, dynamic faith, but they're coming from a variety of different Christian denominations and perspectives, um, and who weren't specifically doing um, church work as, as part of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Um, we have a lot of programming, obviously, for Lutheran Church Missouri Synod students and the church work program, but my task initially was really to how do we take some of the things that we do in our in our theology courses and really make it meaningful for students who want to serve in a variety of different vocations and professions um, and tap into their their Christian faith? Um, so the result of that was uh, the Solus Christus Fellows Program, and uh, it, we kind of officially launched it in 2017, um, the 500th anniversary of the uh, Reformation. Uh, we had actually two like soft starts earlier. You know, the first year we really strived even really to kind of make the program about leadership. And then one year we tried to make it more about service. And we discovered that at Concordia St. Paul, I think that a lot of credit's given to my colleagues and faculty and staff at CSP, that we really do a lot about here on our institution already about service and leadership and compassionate care for, for all people. Um, so there wasn't really a need to have a really focused program just on um, those those things. We already have other programs like the Ignite Leadership Program, which is just outstanding and continues to this day. So um, my desire was to then you know, really shape something 
uh, kind of a Christian formation piece. And so we named it that way, the Solus Christus um, program or the Fellows program. Um, and it's a group of individuals, of students, like I said, from all different backgrounds who are nominated um, to be part of the program. And uh, that also has had its own fascinating history over time um, as it's grown and shifted and, and been shaped in some different ways, um, but really a key part of um, my work that was really exciting for me. Um, and then, like I said, the, you know, the other main draw when I first came here was to um, really engage with the city. And so I developed this course called Faith and Justice in the City, um, where we try to explore these key themes of Christian faith and then looking at um, the topic of justice, something that people care tremendously about in our world and society today. And we look to kind of unpack what that looked like and connect it then with a biblical understanding of justice. And uh, it's really been fun. I did a lot of field trips in that class, uh, which students enjoyed, I enjoyed. Um, and, you know, we kind of made it really experiential. So that was pretty neat. I did that for several years. And then um, um, over time, uh, maybe this kind of maybe happens when you're with an institution, you get administrative duties assigned to you. And I happen to enjoy uh, those opportunities. And so I became the department chair um, for the Department of Theology and Ministry. And then um, more recently, uh, when as President Friedrich um, became president and as conversations continue to emerge about the importance of our Lutheran identity at Concordia St. Paul, um, he appointed me to be the associate vice president of faith and ministry. And in that particular role, then I oversee and continue in my role as department chair, so the Department of Theology and Ministry, but now also um, campus ministry or CSP ministry, and then um, church relations, and to really just kind of lift up in a lot of the, the meetings and context that I find myself, um, our Lutheran identity and the value of us being a part of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod as a university. Um, but in addition to that, it's really also focused on how do we articulate and unpack our Christian faith as it integrates then with all the exciting and dynamic aspects of our institution. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just, I'm really excited always to talk with colleagues and, and coaches and students and faculty and staff and alumni uh, just about how God's at work in their life and their different vocations. And I want to keep lifting that up um, in my current role. Well, that's excellent. Uh, so, so you touched on this a little bit. Um, we're a uh, University of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, we say that we are a Christ-centered Lutheran university. We use that terminology a lot around CSP. Um, what does that mean for us to be be a Christ-centered Lutheran university? And um, as our promise statement says, honor Christ and welcome all. Great question. And I think there is a real healthy dynamic here at work where we're striving to maintain a core part of our um, identity as institution historically uh, as, a, as a Lutheran university that really almost entirely trained uh, pastors and then teachers um, as a real part of the fabric and DNA of this place. And then over time, this has been exciting to see, you know, over, over several decades, it continued to broaden and expand. And the vision for the university uh, got bigger and grander in a really a wonderful and exciting way as, you know, from my perspective, really seeing how God worked in this place um, to see a vision beyond just preparing church workers, but really how do we equip um, all people on our campus to feel um, and know that they're part of um, this Christian community and are able to uh, live out their God-given vocation in any number of different ways. So that's been neat to kind of see that um, unfold over the years. 
And so, you know, as you said, Billy, you're right. You know, we really want to emphasize this Christ-centered um, identity that we have as an institution. Um, some of the things that we've been talking a lot about right now have been how do we continue to create a deep sense of belonging for our students? We recognize that there's a lot of different communities um, at a university, and we're a large university with thousands of students. Um, and like any large entity, there's a lot of different um, um, pockets of the institution where you kind of, kind of, you know, feel like you really belong in certain areas. Um, so whether it's athletics or music or the church work program or our online students or commuter students or traditional undergraduate students or the graduate student, I mean, there's any number of like categories that we have as an institution where, okay, this is the group that I belong in. Um, and I think the a key goal for me and one that I want to keep lifting up at our institution is how do we move from kind of my own initial kind of group, or here's where I have a deep sense of community to a broader and bigger, deeper sense of what it means to be part of a university. Um, and I think that's exciting. And actually, that's one of the real benefits of being at um, a Lutheran private university is that there actually is the capacity and the, and the opportunity to do a lot more um, cross-relational ministries and even um, interacting like interdepartmentally. Uh, mm. So for example, I have really enjoyed working with colleagues, with faculty in different departments, whether it's you know music and theater and seeing our students perform on stage or, or the dance performance, or if it's our athletes, you know, but you know, Coach Courier, our football coach, he has uh, devotions um, at the, uh, for every home game. And I've done one of those. Pastor Tom, our campus pastor does those. You know, like I have an opportunity to lead a devotion with our football team. Like that's super exciting. Um, I've had opportunity to guest lecture in our doctrine physical therapy program. Um, and I can share some more about those, you know, later uh, in this uh, in this interview. But, you know, it's those types of opportunities where you can have real meaningful relationships and connections. Um, whereas if you're a larger institution, you know, you really are kind of stuck in your one in your one community or your, your one lane. And so this has really been a way to have a broader vision. Um, so I'm really excited by that um, and this deep desire for us at Concordia St. Paul to, um, to honor Christ and to really welcome everybody to our campus. Um, and these things really fit very well together. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about how we integrate faith and learning and, and this Christ-centered Lutheran identity into curriculum and, and other aspects of, of our academic uh, enterprise? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Billy, because this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I absolutely love our um, doctrine physical therapy program. I've been um, guest lecturing with them since I started here. This is kind of a one of these um, opportunities. It was a summer and I was asked to come and do one lecture on vocation. And I said, sure, you know, and that worked out really well. Um, well, at least I feel it must have gone really well because then they asked me to do two more lectures that summer. <laughs> um, and then it's just, you know, I, in, over time then, you know, they asked, oh, we want you to do this. And then, you know, each year to keep doing them. And so I do a couple of lectures in our um, department or in the doctrine physical therapy program on calling, on service, on um, Christianity and world religions, how we can um, best um, care for all of our patients, recognizing that patients bring a lot of different religious perspectives and spiritual perspectives um, with them. And uh, just kind of being a part of that program has been really fun. We have outstanding faculty there and really great students. Um, and actually, there was one time, they're typically in Reese Towers where their classes are. 
Um, but for some reason, the fire alarm went off one time. I don't know if they're doing construction, but you know, I'm walking to teach another class, an undergraduate class, and then all of a sudden, the the hallways are just packed with all these physical therapy students. Um, apparently, they needed to be over there because you know we had to had to uh, find a place for them because of this temporary um, setback. But what was kind of fun about it was just like, oh, like I knew all of these all of these students, and we're kind of just rubbing shoulders and. Um, you know, it's that dynamic that I think is really rich at a place like Concordia St. Paul. Um, so that's one way that we've really been able to integrate it. And then actually in that program, they now have a an elective um, for theology that hmm. their students can take. And there's usually, you know, four or six um, students who will opt to take this two-credit theology course. Um, Dr. Joshua Holman, who is another faculty member in our department, he actually teaches that that particular elective course now. I taught for a couple of years and he does it now. Um, but, you know, it's those types of really enriching activities that we have here that are, are pretty great. We've done some similar stuff with nursing. Our nursing program is just outstanding. And we found ways to integrate modules into their curriculum um, for all the different types of courses that they have. And so, um, whereas in the doctrine physical therapy program in general, I'm kind of coming in doing lectures with a, a real a small cohort. It's in person. So you kind of really get to know the students really well. The online um, course for nursing, what we've done is we've developed modules and then put those into specific courses that oh, students cool. take. Um, related to that, though, we actually ha uh, had um, Reverend Aaron Unseth, um, who's a pastor and who's now a chaplain, um, a, a LCMS chaplain, who's serving in a hospital. He then did some of the lectures for this module um, because we were really intentional about wanting to um, connect our students with people who they'd be working with. Um, and and who could better share about what it, the role of a chaplain is than an actual chaplain uh, to our nursing students? So that was pretty neat. Um, very recently, now I'm excited to share and words getting out about this that we hired um, uh, Reverend Dr. Phil Brandt, who's at Concordia University Portland. Um, he had previously served um, as a as a faculty at Concordia University Portland, and then when that university closed, their nursing program became part of Concordia St. Paul. Uh, he's a pastor of a church out there, and he still is on location in Portland. So he now is a, he's part-time for Concordia St. Paul, but he's part-time serving as a chaplain for us uh, out there. And I know the nursing college was really excited to, um, to have him there. His wife is a graduate um, of the program. And so there's just, you know, some pretty neat um, opportunities for us to kind of think bigger and broader than um, just, you know, um, church work being kind of its own thing, but how can we really integrate with the entire campus? So those have been some kind of key examples of where we integrate faith and learning. Of course, this has been going on in the history of, of Concordia St. Paul for a mm -hmm. long time. And uh, certainly as I've talked with lots of faculty from, from science and business and the humanities and social sciences, you know, there's been, always been tremendous amount of shared um, experiences and this integration of faith and learning in the course. Um, it's not just when a theology faculty shows up that all of a sudden it can be an integrated course. We have so many gifted faculty who have their own phenomenal, articulate Christian faith, and they bring that every single day mm -hmm. uh, to the classroom. So I've described some of the more formal ways in which I and our theology department have integrated programs, but I really want to lift up my colleagues um, who've done just an outstanding job of uh, kind of sharing their faith and learning um, and their specific disciplines and the courses that they teach. Um, related to that, it's also been pretty neat to see over the years the Paler Lecture, um, which continues yeah. to get lifted up as an opportunity for us to feature one of our faculty uh, who would then share about their 
um, academic discipline and how it really uh, embodies this sense of faith and learning. Um, so if you're a listener and haven't heard and haven't come to any of the paper lectures, they, those are online. Uh, so I'd encourage you to listen to them and you can pick whatever discipline you're most interested in. You can hear a faculty member speak about their faith and learning um, through those lectures. Yeah, I'll drop a link to those uh, lectures on YouTube in the show notes so that so folks can see uh, the breadth of the expertise that our faculty have and then the depth of uh, faith in Jesus that they also uh, share as they as they do their work in their, in their own unique callings. Um, so, so we're thinking uh, about the recent LCMS, uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Convention, and um, the relationship between uh, the church body and uh, the Concordias, and specifically Concordia St. Paul. Uh, so I'd love for you to share uh, how we at CSP support these broader efforts of, of connecting with and being uh, supportive of uh, the mission of the LCMS. Yeah, excellent. I mean, we have a very close relationship with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. We're um, a part of that specific church body. It's a church body that I've been a part of my own life. Also being at the convention, it's just been absolutely wonderful to see so many of our alumni. Perhaps some of you are listening to this were at the convention, and maybe I even had a chance to visit with you. Um, but to see the generations of people who have been at this place, who've been shaped by it, who have had a phenomenal experience here, and then have been able to lead in really transformative and meaningful ways um, as teachers, as pastors, as DCEs and DCOs and directors of parish music and all the different ways in which um, people have lived out their faith um, through um, the, the shaping, the formative experience that they had at Concordia St. Paul. Um, so that's one thing that I just really want to lift up and I think is really energizing for me is to see, huh, here's the great work that people are doing. I came to CSP in 2015 and a handful of the students that I had in those early years, 2015, 2016, 2017, are now serving uh, in the church. And so that also was a really um, exciting experience. I think if there's any faculty listening to this, you'll know what, I, what I'm experiencing when you, when you see your students, uh, no longer as students, but as colleagues um, out in the world with you or out in the church with you. Um, and so that's been really neat. And to hear about what they're doing um, is, like I said, very energizing uh, and very energizing for me. So we have a few other specific ways in which we're, we as a university are really striving to um, support the efforts of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Um, right now, there's a strong um, movement, a really exciting movement that's called Set Apart to Serve. It's really focusing on how can we raise up more church work, um, church workers, um, pastors, deaconesses, teachers. DCEs, director, which is a director of Christian education, uh, directors of Christian outreach, um, and directors of parish music, uh, to live out these um, official church uh, roles as uh, rostered or ordained um, individuals in Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, so we're part of this larger set apart to serve uh, movement, and you know it's been neat to be on the early stages of kind of that development of that program. I've been doing a lot of work. I've gone to St. Louis. Uh, to participate in some set apart to serve meetings and conferences. And now we're starting to see the fruit of all that, all of that labor and all of that effort. And then a key way that we as an institution are striving to support this endeavor is by making our tuition so affordable, mm -hmm. um, actually for all of our students. Um, several years ago, maybe a decade ago or so, we did a tuition reset to make our institution as a private Lutheran university affordable um, or more affordable 
um, than many other private entities, which just kind of seemed to always be at increasing the cost. And so we had a tuition reset for all of our students a couple uh, about a decade ago. Um, and now we've kind of done a tuition reset for our church work students. So for students who are going into a commission rostered role, which would be a Lutheran classroom teacher, um, a director of Christian outreach, director of parish music, and a director of Christian education. And those particular roles, um, they now pay at most per year, $6,000. So the university is underwriting the other costs through generous uh, donations some endowments um, to really make sure that students can come here and uh, study church work and not have to take a lot of student debt uh, to do so. And then for our pre-seminary program, so our pre-pastoral program and our pre-deaconess program, um, we've been able to offer for these students who are preparing to do this uh, free tuition or zero tuition, zero dollars in tuition um, to attend. Uh, last year, we were down in Texas and we were for the National Youth Gathering and Concordia St. Paul sponsored the Bible. Um, and so we were the ones who paid then so that every participant had a Bible, a study Bible for the theme that was then, you know, shared for the for all the participants. Um, so, you know, it's those types of endeavors that I think are really, really exciting. In addition to that, um, I work really close. I and our phenomenal church relations team headed up by Jane Wilkie um, do a lot to connect with um, the church and, and the LCMS in particular. And the faculty that we have are just outstanding. Um, we launched the Center for Biblical Studies, um, and that's headed by Dr. Reed Lessing, who um, is the Old Testament expert for the entire Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He is just extraordinary, uh, writes many, many commentaries on that. And um, so we he's more recently joined our university, and that's been very exciting. I actually had him as a professor at, when, when I was at the seminary. He was one of my professors. Uh, so it's neat and pretty fun to have him back here at Concordia St. Paul. Um, and Dr. Joshua Holman and Dr. Samuel Duressa and Dr. Keith Lewis um, and DCE Shelley Schwalm um, have really done phenomenal work getting out to the church, doing youth events, district events, pastors conferences, uh, you name it. And um, our, our faculty are out there um, giving great lectures and presentations and publications. Um, so, you know, I think that's a key, key role that we have is that we feel like we're also here to equip um, the church body since, as I said at the beginning of our interview, um, I really feel like we're kind of on the, on the, on the, the edge or thinking for, really forward thinking about what ministry and outreach looks like today. So we're trying to share that back um, to the church body. Um, we, we need the, uh, we as a Concordia need the, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and we also believe the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod needs its Concordias because we have a lot of expertise um, and a lot of insight that we can share um, back to the church. So it makes for a really good kind of collaborative experience um, with everybody. Yeah, thanks for sharing. It's such a such a neat way to think, a neat thing to think about all of the the opportunities we have to, to cross pollinate and connect and yeah, be that be that mutually beneficial uh, relationship between the church and and its schools. So, yeah, yeah, thank you for uh, for leading in that way and and making those connections in in your work. Um, so, just a few short weeks now, our uh, two thousand twenty three twenty four academic year kicks off. Each year, CSP has a, a theme for the academic year based on scripture, um, and this year's is from Isaiah 43, I have called you by name. Um, can you share a little bit about that theme and what it means for our students, faculty, and staff, and, and how it's going to be used uh, in our life together as a university? 
Yeah, excellent question, Billy. And this is one that you and I will uh, continue to get to uh, collaborate on together because it's really a university-wide effort to have this theme of the year and for it to kind of permeate our thought and our thinking throughout the year. So yes, we chose it from um, Isaiah 43, I have called you by name. Um, and, you know, I guess I don't want to share all the things that we're going to do this upcoming year with it um, and all that it means, but we do have some really deliberate um, plans to kind of integrate this um, with devotions for faculty and staff. Um, it's going to be the theme for our entire campus ministry, our CSP ministry program um, for chapel. Um, Dr. Reed Lessing, who I mentioned earlier um, in our department, he's written a commentary on uh, Isaiah. And so um, we even have some copies or several copies now of his commentary um, at the university. We've always had them in the library, but we're trying to make them more um, uh, purchased a few more to make them more prominent because we kind of actually want to have more uh, deep study on um, on the book of Isaiah and especially these key chapters. Some refer to Isaiah as the gospel of the Old Testament um, and just this words of promise. Um, so we're going to have some deep dives um, into this theme. It also then is going to be kind of a key um, theme that will kind of orient our, our musical um, concerts around and our Christmas concerts and some of the um, preaching and chapel that we have and the messages and the devotions. I think it's we're going to find it in lots of different ways. Um, and so I, I, um, I encourage all of you as your listeners to just kind of keep an eye out for, um, for this theme um, as it works itself out over the course of the year. Um, I will highlight um, one thing from the theme, which I think is pretty neat, is that it, um, it taps into this deep sense of calling. Um, and there's a, a lot of pieces to this that we could unpack together. Um, but with our students, you know, they, they usually come to the university with a deep passion and, a, and usually a pretty clear sense of purpose of what they want to do. And what I think we at Concordia can do is help them see that their passion and their purpose really then can be understood as a, as a calling or this sense of vocation from God uh, to then serve the people around them. And, and God calls us to specific endeavors and to lots of different things because he's made us each unique and given us so many wonderful gifts um, but then calls us to use them, not just for our own benefit, but really for the sake of others. Uh, so this theme, you know, has has that sense of calling or vocation that's going to be worked out. It also is frequently used in at, at baptisms. And so there's this real deep sense of this passage kind of emerging out of our Lutheran baptismal theology. Mm -hmm. that God has called us by name and has made us his um, in the waters of baptism and that God has made us his in the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, and so I think, you know, that the central gospel message is just really tightly connected with this phrase from Isaiah 43. Uh, and so I encourage all of you as listeners to, to think about that um, and for it to kind of find its way working itself out, um, not just as we use it at the university, but in your own lives as well. How has God called you uh, to serve others? And how has God called you and reminded you that you're God's child um, and that um, God and the spirit of God is working in your life in deep and meaningful ways. That's excellent. Mark, thank you for your time today for, for unpacking so much of what it means to be a, uh, a Christ-centered university and, and how we live that out in, in really meaningful and impactful ways uh, each day for our students and faculty and staff. Thank you so much, Billy. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the One Heart Podcast. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and consider sharing with a friend. 
The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Heart Podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Concordia University St. Paul. The material information presented herein is for general information purposes only. The Concordia University St. Paul name, all forms and abbreviations are property of Concordia University St. Paul, and using them does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service.